0: Hello, and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. This podcast is dedicated to the aspiring writer and artist, and will provide inspiration and tips from top professionals in the field. If you've been listening to this podcast or are new to it, first off, thank you very much. I would also appreciate if you took a moment to follow the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. Today's guest is social media influencer, Evan Leakham, perhaps better known with his handle, book reviews kill. Evan is a pioneer TikToker, which is the topic of today's podcast. So let's dive right on into it. Hello and welcome, Evan. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, I guess first off, before we even get into um, what I want to talk to you about, is just like, how would you get into doing social media as as a profession, which it seems to be what you've got happening here.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've been uh, reading science fiction and fantasy for as long as i can remember and you know my my social circle as i've grown up and become an adult uh some some people read it but they're not not the same that i was you know they weren't collecting books they weren't reading you know five six to ten a month or anything like that and i felt like i didn't really have a whole lot of people to talk about those books with so um i was out to lunch with my brother one day and he showed me a tiktok video and i had never really wanted to go on TikTok or anything. And uh, he showed me this video of somebody doing like, these are my top 10 favorite fantasy books. And I thought, hey, I could do that. And I might be able to do it a little bit better than that. And, you know, I wanted to make content and express myself and stuff, but also just having these conversations and keeping these genres on the brain all the time. And not only that, but just having so many discussions with different people about this passion of mine. You know, I couldn't stay away from it once it once it started taking off, yeah, I was hooked. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so did you, what was it, how'd you start? What's, what's like the track record of, cause you've got, uh, you're an influencer or have been very active on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok slash book talk. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I started on TikTok and then moved over to Instagram and Twitter and started the podcast and everything and all of those things after TikTok, still building and taking some time. But TikTok took off right away. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything, I I think it's just, it was a consequence of the time, you know, it was uh, summer 2021. So there were still quite a few people cooped up in their houses, reading, watching videos on their phones, and just a big population on TikTok that's still there today, but they were just kind of forming and everybody kind of getting to know each other and stuff. Um, And so there were a lot of communities still uh, in their infancy back then and um you know i just went on and started making as much content as i possibly could i was doing three or four videos a a day because i was so excited i had so many ideas and Mm -hmm. you know um now i i have to really kind of think sit and think (laughs) about something new (laughs) because i've done hundreds of these things at this point but in the very beginning the sky was the limit i could make as many vid- different videos about as many books as I wanted and at that point I had already read so many books so and I think that the algorithm caught on pretty quickly to what I was trying to do and I I nestled my way into a pretty niche community which is uh, science fiction fantasy and horror novels and genre fiction as a whole and uh, I think posting that regularly and that consistently you know with the same uh, vibe, I guess, for lack of a better word, just over and over again. I think it really kind of clicked, and people started following, and it just grew from there.
0: I get it. So, I mean, you're up to how many followers now on TikTok?
1: 150,000 and some change.
0: <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. And um, so now there's TikTok, and then Book Talk is the hashtag on TikTok, specifically directed towards book lovers is that correct
1: yeah uh it's kind of what uh, the community calls itself as book talk and it's very similar to uh, booktube for youtube or bookstagram for instagram uh, i think it's just called book twitter <laughs> for twitter <laughs> um but yeah and then um th- you know, people seem to call call themselves book talkers as well mm-hmm. it's, it's a it's a pretty tight-knit community i like it
0: yeah so on um so you've already gone over one of the things that you've done to grow your page is you're consistent like I said you, like in your vibe it's like you're you've got the same type of topic you're covering, various changes of what you're trying to do, but still talking about science fiction fantasy and horror and sticking to that so that now imagine is it also keeping consistent with the hashtags that you're using or you have you created hashtags specifically for? yourself um i
1: haven't created any hashtags uh but yeah sticking to some specific hashtags like book talk books um i use book recommendations a lot um i don't know what progress tiktok has made into becoming an seo like youtube like a search engine um but people do go on tiktok and type in book recommendations or new books or book talk or fantasy books or you know things like that so i try to think of it from the perspective of somebody that's maybe not as familiar with the community but is familiar with the app and they're gonna they're looking for books to read you know and a lot of what i'm doing on that app is trying to you know read books that maybe people haven't heard of or or new books that people want to hear more about and then give my opinion on them and say this is what i liked about it maybe these are some things that didn't do it for me, but this is why you should read it. And if you liked these things, then you could also read this stuff. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I've made sure to stay as consistent as possible with my presentation. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always at my desk in front of my bookshelf. I'm usually always wearing a black t-shirt. Yeah. Um, I, I started, I, I mean, I, I wear other shirts now and then if, if I feel like it. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to detract as much as I could away from like me <laughs> and make it, it's about it's about the books. I'm, I'm this guy that reads a lot of books. And when you're scrolling through the myriad content on TikTok, when I come up, you know what that video is going to be. And you know that I'm going to get straight to the point. I'm going to tell you how I feel about something. It's going to be something new. It's going to be something you either haven't heard of or you want to hear about. And I just like 98% of my content is right down the pipe like that. I get it.
0: Now, if you get something that you truly dislike, mm-hmm. do you still go ahead and review it? Or you just kind of like park it and just move on to the things that you feel you can contribute to?
1: So when I first started, I I had this idea that I would never ever speak ill of a book. Um, and it didn't last very long. I, I didn't really. I mean, it's it doesn't really make for very reliable reviews if every single thing that a book reviewer or a reviewer of really any media they just love it. You know, you need some of that the difference there. You need something to weigh yeah. the, all the positive against, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be mean about it, but um. Typically, if if I'm if I pick something up and I just cannot bring myself to finish it, it's just not for me at all. I just won't talk about it at all. I I won't come on and say I hated this and I didn't even finish it and here's why. It's like I don't really see the the use in that. Yeah, um, but if I do read something and it's and it's I finished it, but it's just for some reason I I had to kind of force my way through it, or there were a lot of things that I felt like weren't very good about it then i'll mention those alongside some of the things that i did like and then let people kind of make their decision from there you know so i don't use a rating system i don't use any kind of i don't use a star rating system or a numbered rating system or anything it's more just here's what i thought here's what i liked here's what didn't do it for me now you can go make your choice
0: after that well that's good that that I i definitely respect that yeah now like on the post you did uh, Announcing that you're going to be on this on this podcast you went through several books and you ran through several books that you know you were reading the the latest uh king book and you got this book here and this looks good and looking forward to this how often do you actually then go back and then read the book that you've been sent and then do a follow-up review of that um
1: yeah that's a tough one it's, <laughs> I, It seems like you have so many books. I have so many. Uh, yeah, you're seeing a sliver <laughs> of my room right now. Um, it depends. I'm, I'm a mood reader, for sure. I just pick stuff up and start it without thinking much about it. Um, I do try to keep to a sort of, you know, like I just read Babel by R.F. Kuang. You know, that was one of those books where I'd been anticipating it. It's kind of the book of the year. I knew that a lot of people would want to hear my thoughts on it, and mm-hmm. I was excited about it. I mean, I really like R.F. Kuang a lot, and um, so that was that. That became a priority, you know. Um, so, like Fairy Tale by Stephen King just came out a couple of days ago, and I'm a massive Stephen King fan. So, unfortunately, uh, every other book on my shelf of you know things that I need to read, it gets a little bit deprioritized, and then I read the I read Fairy Tale, and you know, it's. It's tough because yeah. I sometimes think I should have I started started a movie page or something because then I could watch like three or four movies a day and <laughs> I'd be able <laughs> to really move through stuff. Um, but, you know, I mean, I read about, I read like eight, eight to 12 books a month and I still can't keep up. Um, reading a book takes a little while. I mean, a, a, a 300 page book takes me about four or five hours to read. And that's not including so you're still
0: all. So you pretty fast reader.
1: Yeah, fairly quick. Um, but I am also taking. I take, you know, the time to write some notes down, or you know, kind of, kind of. You and know, also, what you am, say about it when you're done. Right. Exactly. And I mean, I'm also running a podcast, and we put out about four or five episodes a week on that. And I'm doing all the editing, and I do all the music for it. And so, in addition to, you know, making all those podcast episodes and making the content for tiktok i gotta edit those videos together i gotta put the captions on there and stuff i gotta write on get all my notes together and everything and then i've also got a day job too so it's like (laughs) i'm really cramming in yeah the day job is um it's kind of falling to the wayside which is really nice obviously i don't want to i don't want to do that anymore this is i think i've figured out what it is i i need to be doing um but yeah just you know it's I funny I mean, you're have... able to
0: monetize what you're doing here is really good because it's something yeah. that you love, so you're constantly be creating it. Just so I, so I know, and the listeners can know too. What is your podcast?
1: Oh, it's just called Book Reviews Kill. Yeah, it's all oh, so over it's the, the place. Same, it's
0: the same handle. Okay, same that's handle. your. That's what you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. Yeah when I when I do a, I have a policy like I think I mentioned to you earlier that I have to read at least one book if anybody I'm going to interview any uh, author, mm-hmm. and so it keeps me somewhat eclectic in in my reading taste and i just i'm always just reading my next interview i have an upcoming interview where i'm interviewing four authors at the same time so that's that's um keeping to my policy is, oh my is extended my homework quite a bit <laughs> but uh i haven't done that before other than being on panels at like dragon con or something like that totally where i just record and turn that into a, a podcast but i just you know i just recently interviewed ken Liu, and oh. his his writing is a lot different than like when I did like with um, Nancy Cartwright, she's the voice of Bart Simpson. She's also got this really fun audiobook that she created on. I'm still a 10 year old boy, but then I've had, you know, a lot of hard sci-fi mega fantasy, just all types of authors. So you just, you're all over the place with what you read to prepare for these things here and what I'm trying to do on, on this. And it's a bit of a different take. So I'm not just reviewing the book, but I have to know how do they write in order to be able to, translate that and put it towards aspiring writers and artists on how can they use what we're getting from this author to be able to, um, help, like I said, aspiring writer artists with their career. And that's why I was excited about this interview with yourself because social media is for some people, it's the bane of their existence, you know, to have to think of doing anything socially. I just, I just want to write. I just want to do my art and and I hate talking to people and stuff like that. And others are, um, they really want to do it, but they didn't know how. So for those that we got this interview, and then also for those that don't know about how can they best take advantage of TikTok, BookTok, then i want to be able to address that as well with, with what we're talking about here. So what makes TikTok such a big deal with books? I mean, Barnes & Noble and Books A Million, and I imagine others too have tables dedicated to trending books on BookTok. I've never heard of that before yeah I mean, it's
1: definitely the place to be right now if you're trying to expose something it's where everybody's at. I mean you still got to put some work into the content just like you would on any other social media platform and yeah. you know social media it's um like i was in a I was in a obscure indie rock band for like ten years, and every time we every time we met with somebody they were always like social media social media social media and it became you know and I'm sure that a, a lot of authors and a lot of creators are sick of hearing the phrase. I can't, I, it's, I, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm very sick of yeah. it myself. But I think a good thing to do is to like, don't look at it so much as this absolute necessity. Just think of it as, it's a, it's a tool. It's just another tool. It's just like an agent. It's just like a publicist. It's just, it's something that's going to help you out. And it's a way for you to express yourself, to connect with more people that will in turn connect with your work. You know, um, you can have fun with it. You can take a, a laid back approach, which is why I think TikTok is so prevalent right now and so important to the book community is because you can summarize the work you're trying to promote quickly and get the idea across in a lot of different and creative ways. You know, you you can yeah. be more authentic on TikTok. It's, you know, it's just you in your room. And, you know, your personality will shine through a lot more if it's a, a lot a little more laid back and there doesn't have to be this perfect lighting and you know lighting helps obviously but it doesn't have to be perfect that's the allure of TikTok is it it's just you making videos about what you think and you know if you're if you're an author trying to sell a fantasy book a, a coming of age fantasy story and you try to connect with an audience and say these are some of the coming of age fantasy books that I've really enjoyed that have helped my writing a lot and then all of a sudden you've got people in this comment section, not only talking about your work, but talking about other people's work. And now you've got this whole conversation happening around the subject that you were trying to write about and speak on. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I really do enjoy Instagram and I think, uh, I think Twitter is great. Honestly, <laughs> Twitter's kind of cool. I've been getting more into Twitter cause I just, I have an idea, I have a thought and it's fun to kind of like bounce that around on the internet right. really quickly but TikTok definitely seems like a nice marriage of YouTube, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, just kind of all of those apps and yeah, I don't I don't think it's going away anytime soon. I think TikTok is kind of here to stay. It'll, it'll you'll see it change and, you know, evolve just like all the other apps, but yeah, it's a it's a good spot.
0: Okay. Now, one thing I know that some people have a problem with are the trolls, the haters. Um, oh yeah and the need to have, you know, what's what thickness of skin, what must one have to successfully navigate the the, the uh, waters of social media. I definitely have my own experiences on, because I handle all the pages for L. Ron Hubbard, Battlefield Earth, Galaxy Press, uh, Writers of the Future, several pages. And so there's, obviously, it's, it's way majority good stuff there, like 95 98 percent is is really good stuff but then you got those sometimes you got these little dust devils come in there and they're a little (laughs) small group of people come in they just start going and they like each other's you know droppings totally so what how have you dealt with that yourself
1: yeah um i mean i wish i could say it i wish i didn't have to say that it comes with the territory but it does yeah Um, it just does I wish that wasn't the case uh, when I first started and some of my videos were starting to really gain some traction and I was getting thousands of comments on different videos and I had never dealt with that before. Um, it was a little jarring for sure because I feel like people are kind of determined to misunderstand you sometimes. Um, <laughs> That's which, a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's definitely pretty disheartening. Um, I won't pretend that it's not, um, you know, posting something that you're passionate about and then having people tell you you shouldn't be passionate about it or that you're wrong for being passionate about it for specific dumb reasons. Um, but I mean, the way that I've dealt with it is there's, there's a couple different ways. So obviously you can block whoever you want. That is my mm-hmm. advice. This is not uh, the way that I look at my page is this is not a democracy. This is my channel. Like if, if you're going to come into my comments and berate people or berate me or, you know, you can disagree. Obviously, that's that's what gets the conversation going. I love a good sure. disagreement, but when it gets to the ad hominems and it gets to, you know, trying to discourage art or trying to discourage people from creating things or speaking on things, um, yeah, I'll just block you. You're gone forever. Goodbye, and I don't have to ever yeah. see you again. Uh, if you make another if you make another account and try it again, I'll just block that account too. You know, get familiar with that block button. It's okay. It's okay to block people. And another thing is, you know, I've never... Unless you really mess up, right? Unless you say something really out of line or you really don't think about something before you post it and another creator kind of calls you out, that's one thing. It's a whole separate situation. But I never, ever see creators of content or art trolling other people. I'm sure it happens every now and then, but it's really, really rare. If, uh, like, the the people that are going to come into your comment sections or the people that are going to you know leave really nasty reviews on things past the point of constructive criticism past the point of any sort of intelligible critique that are just trying to get a rise out of you and just trying to make you feel bad i can pretty much guarantee they're not creating things they're not trying and i wish they would i wish they would try it um you know it's not the most difficult thing in the world, but it does take mental space and it does take time and consideration. And, um, you know, so that's kind of one thing that helps me out. It's like, yeah, they're, they're not doing it. They don't know it's coming from a place of ignorance. So, you know, I just try not to be super reactive. I try not to argue with people and get down in the comments and get on that same level. And, you know, cause then, then my energy is being taken. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like I'm not trying to have 30 negative conversations a day. You know, it's like then I'm not going to get anything else done, right? Yeah. So yeah, just uh, just roll with it. I know it's not very. <laughs> it's just what you but I think do. one thing
0: too that yeah people need to realize too, it's like it's not even personal.
1: Yeah, usually, haters just like yeah. to hate.
0: They'll yeah. go they'll go to your page, and maybe for all I know, because somebody catches this podcasts that we're doing here and then they decide, okay i'm gonna jump on both of them now so you you don't know but you're pretty much guaranteed that if somebody's just going to come out of left field and start just dissing you they're doing that to other pages too that's that's how they get their their sensibility of of living life which is just so out the bottom for anybody who is a creator so i think it's but i bring this up because You've obviously to get to the size that you are now as an influencer have had to deal with this, and other people when they get started get can get blown away by somebody coming in and just making some just really rude nasty comment and it's, if you've also got an author or an artist I mean they're bearing their soul to the world when they when they write a book <laughs> and publish it or do a painting and yeah. so if someone comes in and just you know uh, pukes on it it can be really extra invalidating than just saying, you know, I don't like your, the color of your house. It's, right. it's way different.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you'd find that if, if you sat down with any of these people and had a drink with them or had lunch with them or talked to them in the in long form discussion, like we're having, um, they wouldn't talk like that. It's a, right. it's an anonymity thing. You know, um, a, a lot of confidence gets, gets bred out of anonymity. Um, and it, I think uh it's just fun for people and you know I just try to look at it as kind of they're just they they see the internet differently than I do you know like they, they see the internet as a playground where they can go around pulling people's hair and pushing people down and I see the internet as a meeting space for ideas and a way to communicate with each other civilly and some people don't want to do it and I mean those people just don't get to play on my playground you know, yeah. like, I mean, it's just really that simple. Like you, you just, goodbye, you know, obviously yeah. if you're an author and you see, you can't really block people that are giving, that are review bombing one of your books or something like that, obviously. But um, your work is obviously moving people in a way that is bothering somebody else. <laughs> so I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's move it's doing it. It's doing its It's uh, n- not its sole purpose, but it's doing a job, you know, um, you did put something out that got people thinking, and um, if anything, the algorithm does not prioritize positivity. So, uh, right, if you've it got prioritizes engagement, right, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> if you put a book out and you've got fifty five star reviews and five one star reviews, I mean, the algorithm just sees fifty five reviews. So, you know, yeah, just remember that.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also important that that people realize on social media that it is something that is going to happen. If you're going to, if you're going to engage in it, you're going to have the haters coming in there. But I think what you said is very appropriate. You're king of your own kingdom there on social media. And if so, if someone's going to come in and uh, it's, yeah, it's one thing for someone to not like it because, and they say, look, I didn't like it because of blah, blah, blah. Or Mm -hmm. I just didn't, I get it, you know, like on, I'll, not so much on writers of the future because it's not just me posting about Rise of the Future. I've also got 12 new writers and 12 new artists every year. Right. So, usually when someone comes in, which so rarely happens anymore, that someone will say something bad about it because it's, they get trounced on by dozens of, of people saying, What are you talking <laughs> about? You know, this and these yeah. guys are getting the first chance, which is something that was brilliant that Elrond Hubbard did. Uh, When he created this contest in 1983, he just – he saw the need because he had his own experience with that in the 30s and 40s, you know, helping the aspiring writers. So he just created this contest, and you've got the biggest names in science fiction and fantasy or some of the biggest names as judges, you know, have been judges, that they're the ones that are selecting these winners. You know, as an administrator, anybody on the Rise of the Future administration, nobody has a say on who wins. We just – all we do is we take the name of the uh, author or the illustrator off of the work, assign a number, and that's what goes to the judges. So it's strictly a meritocracy, and there's nothing else like that uh, anywhere in any contest. Because it's always at least, you know, they have no idea of the name, nationality, sex, religion, anything. It's just the work. And so we have people from all walks of life as winners from all countries, all ages. We've got people as young as 17 or 18 and as old as mid to late sixties as wow. winners,
1: that's really you know? Neat. So,
0: but anyway, yeah. So on Riders of the Future, we rarely get somebody coming in with a heavy hand, you know, attacking it because we're PG 13, you know, that's yeah. all we're going for on this stuff <laughs> to be able to get stuff. And you'll hear when you, when you read any of those books that you, that we sent to you, mm-hmm. you'll see what we we've got going there on that stuff. And it's just it's now gotten to such a, a condition after 38 years of books published that um, you know, anybody that says that they're even not even an honorable mention are taken out of the slush file by editors just because it's because it is a meritocracy that gets it. Anyway, so that isn't exactly what the purpose of this interview was, but I just wanted to say oh, it's that interesting, for sure. I think, yeah, I think people are when they want to get into social media it sounds really good and it sounds really interesting and they love when they see it on the other side of the, uh, of the hill, you know, having achieved, but they don't realize that even where you are right now, you know, and as you continue to expand, you've got the, the haters and the people that are still going to come in and, and, um, drop their turds.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, my, yeah, my, my main advice for that is definitely, you will know if you've messed up. Believe me, you will. If, if you have 200 comments on something or 200 reviews on something and all of them are negative, that might, you might need to clean up your house a little bit. Like you might need to check something, you know, take a second. What did I say? What did I do? You know? Yeah. Um, that that might be your fault.
0: <laughs> if it's yeah. like
1: literally everybody, um, but it's rare. It rarely is the case. You know, if you're if you're putting your heart and soul into something, you've got good intentions. Um, you're passionate about it. You put time into it uh the the good positivity will come through and you know it's it carries with it some negativity i mean like it's a very it's a it's a super tired cliche at this point but you really can't please everybody you just can't it's impossible i've tried believe me yeah i've tried making the most relatable possible content there is almost as an experiment just to see like like who come on who's gonna come out (laughs) of the woodwork on this one you know and they do And there they are. Yeah. I could make a video just saying Lord of the Rings is amazing. I love it. And somebody will be there to say it's garbage, you know, and it's, yeah. 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 What are you going to do? You're going to get that. Yeah.
0: So now on on, um, one thing that I do caution myself, and I'm just curious what your take is on it as well. I don't go political and I don't go into any of the um, shaming stuff. Um, hmm. I try to stay yeah. totally on on topic with what I'm about, like with if it's Battlefield Earth, it's everything in that world, in that universe, how to talk about it and that type of stuff, this rise of future. I just keep it on point with writers of the future and anything that's, that's sequitur to it or germane. But I don't get into taking sides in politics. I one time, because we're the host up, of, our office is the host of the Hollywood Christmas Parade. So I had me with a picture with uh, Adam Schiff. Hmm. And... Um, so he's very, very well known as a Democrat. Right. So I have Republicans coming in and say, what are you doing with him? And then I had a picture of me with someone who's, um, a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the left coming, what are you doing with, you know? Yeah. So I just, I stay clear of anything politic. That's been a couple of years now, but I just stay clear of that stuff. I don't get into anything that's going to be shaming stuff. Have you found that, that helps you staying clear of it or use, or use like whatever? Um, Yeah, I mean,
1: I try my best. Um, I've definitely let my opinions out before and gotten a little bit rattled for it, uh, which is fine. That's what opinions are all about. Um, I try my very best to stick to the content and what I felt about it. But, uh, I mean, uh, fiction is... There's a reason there's conflict in a lot of fiction. There's, I mean... A lot of fiction is political. Um, there's subtext. There's a message there. Sure. And I feel like in my in the space that I'm in, I, I'm going to say how I feel about it. Um, I'm not going to proselytize, and I'm not going to try to speak over anybody else's voices or anything like that. Um, but I can talk about how I interacted with that message and how it pertains to me personally. Um, but yeah, like it's it's a difficult one because um I do i f- I've it's difficult to reconcile, you know, because I do feel very uh, politically active in certain senses. Um but <laughs> it can be it can it can turn into a toxic cesspool if if I'm not careful, you know. Um and yeah. I don't I don't really want it to to do that. But um yeah, I mean the really good works of fiction, the really good books do have a, a solid message in there and For sure. part of discussing those books is discussing the message as well so yeah i've been getting a little bit more i've been letting my my leftism shine through a little bit <laughs> now and then uh <laughs> you know and uh you know if i if i it's also you know i've got a platform you know, yeah. I'm not saying like I'm this super important person or anything, but it's just like I do have a public platform, and I feel like there is a certain amount. It's, it, it's, it's there's a certain responsibility there, and at least taking a stance on some things, you know.
0: Um, sure. I don't know. No, I'm talking with that.
1: Yeah, I haven't really explored to what extent. It's, it's, um, it's territory that I'm still kind of moving into, and you know, there's there's some authors that I follow that. They go hard, you know, (laughs) like every few posts that they make, they're just like, I hate this and this is stupid and you got to vote for this. And I admire it. um, I respect it. Uh, I'm just, I'm still trying to feel out to what extent I want to do that right now.
0: Yeah. For an author, I think it's important that you realize too, that if you're going to take a really strong political stance, either left or right, you're going to automatically cut off the opposite party for those that are that have an equally um, strong view opposite yours. And right. so like with Writers of the Future, I can't afford to do that, you know, mm. because it's for aspiring writers and aspiring artists. It's it's not a political bent. It's not a religious bent. It's not an age thing. It's strictly, do you want to be a writer? Do you want to be an artist? Great. Here's some tools that will actually help you totally. to achieve your, your life's goals. And it's not a political or a religious or sexual or anything else aspiration and so when you come up and you see the winners every year on the stage you see the whole gamut you know it's uh it's just
1: but that's good that
0: should be the way that's what we want that i keep it that way
1: i read things i disagree with all the time i mean i see things i disagree with all the time i don't want them to not exist i don't want sure you know i'm i'm if you feel like, kind of like what I was saying about, you know, dealing with people that are hating on the things you're making, it's like if you feel like you need to say something and you want to uh, um, address something in a creative, you know, in a creative way and you're passionate about something, write it down. Like, you know, if you want to put that into a story, you know, it's it's going to connect with somebody and other people are going to discuss it. You know, I mean, like, look at like Ayn Rand's work. Um I've read I've read some really incredible conversations revolving around uh, Atlas Shrugged and The Fountainhead, um, very contentious books. I, I disagree with a lot of the the sentiment that's in those books. Um, but I loved but, Anthem. But, I mean, uh, Anthem is pretty good. <laughs> Anthem, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I'm also a really I'm a gigantic Rush fan. Uh, so okay, and like good. 2112 <laughs> is based on that. So Anthem is a little novella, and it's I think it's worth yeah. a read for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's like. Like, I don't want the Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged to not exist, you know, but it's like, like those conversations are worth having, even though I do disagree with some of the sentiment in there. I'd rather know what was out there and know what those conversations are and have them be part of the ether of of public opinion and thought, you know, Than try to, I would never, you know, we're not, we're not burning books, you know, we're not banning
0: books. It's exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Well, I, I think this was good going into a dive on that in that area because it's something that people have a serious concern over on getting into social media. Or once they're into it, now what do I do? How do I dig into this? And that you've got to make a decision if you're going to go in there and start taking a stand one way or the other on mm-hmm. um, religious or sexual or political stance that be prepared for those who differ from your position to um, – to take up arms yeah, yeah. and go after you. Oh, I've lost followers over things. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just going to happen. So you're going to have to be aware that that is the outcome of that. It's not a question of like, well, I'm, I can avoid it. No, you can't. It's no. just, it's too volatile a, a playing field.
1: And I mean, don't let yourself become objectified and dehumanized. You are allowed to have opinions. You are allowed to still be a human being. You're a person, you know, um, right. you're a person with experiences and, you know, there's a certain, you don't have to, you don't necessarily, if you're talking about books and trying to recommend fantasy books to people and stuff like that, or trying to, you know, you don't have to go full tilt, you know, um, aggressive and intense all day, every day. You know, it doesn't have, you can, yeah. there is a spectrum to it. There's, you know, a certain, you know, con- consideration. There's a you, you can be considered about how you're doing it and tactful and it's like with anything else, you know?
0: I know some authors do the the two pages. They got their public page and they have their private page. And the private page is where they can go and let their, their personal mm-hmm. um, views out. But then you take a look also with the, and I'm here in Hollywood. So it's you see the effects of cancel culture in the woke society, probably more here than, than most other places. And so if mm-hmm. you make some comment or you made some comment 10 years ago, 15 years ago, which is now considered to be, racist or somehow or another uh, critical to whatever the current thought protocols are supposed to be, um, you can get canceled. You know, it's just, it's crazy how that happens. But so you got to realize too, that if you're going to play that game, you have to know all the parameters for what you're doing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think a big part of that is listening to these conversations and listening to these other lived experiences and voices you know, yeah. I mean, don't speak on something unless you've lived that experience, or unless you know a lot about it. I mean, you can, th- like, a lot of personal responsibility rests on the person putting themselves in the public eye. You know, That's right. I mean, like it's, it's like read the room. You know, like, <laughs> and obviously, <laughs> I think, I think, if you're getting canceled for something you said 20 years ago, and you've had a, f- you know, a pretty clean track record with, um, at least, uh, listening and being considerate um it's probably it's pretty silly if that's like the only thing you said but i think in a lot of those kinds of cases uh you will find that um there's a certain consistency there if not a little bit diluted um and i mean diluted as in like adding water to something to make it less strong not okay dil- not crazy <laughs> but um you know it's i think if you if you did some digging you'd find oh yeah it doesn't really seem like they are listening to the community that they slighted that. You know, two decades ago, they're still a little bit active in sliding them, and uh, maybe there's some more in here. And it's um, you know, I I do feel that if you are making the conscious decision to put yourself and your views in public, then yeah, like you said, like be ready for some backlash. It's gonna happen, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on. You know, um, we're in a pretty tumultuous time right now. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, it's it's a thing. And I mean, I try to stay as positive as I can. I try to make it uh i try to be as inclusive as i possibly can and um
0: you i know. love your posts i think they're great yeah, i appreciate I, it that i've been following yeah this, and that's why i was looking forward to do this because i i like that attitude you've got the way you you know because you, you said you don't go after saying i like this i like this i you just you give the the good and the bad of it but if you're going to say something critical you are also equally as um interested in pointing out something that seems to be good about it you know that was yeah. one thing that was like really like i really admired that a lot so that was good
1: i mean m- m- most <laughs> most things are pretty good it's such a it's funny you know like i mean it's um i i've i rarely will read a book and just say this should never have been published like <laughs> by the time a book gets to me it's been edited, it's been thought about so much that, you know, it's not just it's not just someone bent over their typewriter and then they hand me a stack of paper, right? That's, there's a lot of steps right. between those things. And so the things that I usually am going to take issue with is things that are very much subjective, you know, like I'm I'm very into Pacing, like pacing is a big one for me. Uh, um, and, you know, books can be slow. That's totally fine. But it, mostly I'm looking for like consistency and in how interested I am in the events that are unfolding.
0: You know, like I'm looking forward to you to read Battlefield Earth then. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a major, like, get, be prepared to get hyperventilated. It gets, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I love that. Yeah. It moves. It yeah. moves. It moves.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is there any other um, Hubbard besides uh, Battlefield Earth that would, would be worth looking into as far as the science fiction work?
0: Yeah, well, there's one, we really released it, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, and it got some great new reviews. It's, on, it's called uh, To the Stars, and its opening line is, uh, talks about the, the Lorenz Fitzgerald equation of as mass approaches the speed of life, um, time approaches zero, and it was probably the first novel to address that that subject. And, Interesting. Uh, Entertainment Weekly gave it a review and gave it an A- and said, this is as, as valid now as it was when it was written back in the 1940s. And um, called To the Stars, hard science fiction, just really, really good. At, it talks about the, the long voyage of somebody leaving Earth. And when they go that way, when they come back, for them, it's only been a year. But everybody else on Earth has aged you know, 30 years type thing. And so they lose all their people because when they go out on yeah. these and they, and so it's, it really is a, a good, you know, when they go out looking for something in space, by the time they bring it back, that technology is no longer exists. It's now way advanced. So it, it's looking at evolution, in a an amazing way. So that's, that, that one's pretty gritty. Um, like I mentioned to you earlier, fear, which, um, Stephen King says when of the really, really good ones, um, it's. So a lot of the biggest names in in horror said this was what got them started in writing horror. It was, it's the first psychological thriller, and that that one was written by Hubbard as well. And then one really fun one is uh, called uh, Typewriter in the Sky. One of the reviews of a book that came of a movie that came out a few years ago, uh, Stranger Than Fiction, said this is this is Hubbard's Typewriter in the Sky, where the author is typing and and his his friend falls and hurts himself on a bathtub. And then gets written into the guy's story, and he knows how the story's always end. so he's trying to fight it by you know doing and that's the uh, author's name is Horace Hackett. he's a hack writer and he's just he's never inconsistent. he's got a Steinway piano in the eighteen hundred you know a hundred years before it could possibly be, and he's just inconsistent with his research and stuff, but it's a lot of fun, but anyway, those are some good stories but the um the 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 thing with I think with book talk with what you've got going on here is um like i said just amazing how now because of folks like yourself on what you're doing with with this with what you do has resulted in tables at, at the bookstores with with uh, top rated books i think it's just amazing mm-hmm. so this is well done to you because i'm a publisher so yeah that you know recognition from the likes of yourself and others like you is is like what helps to make my book sell but any other author to get some books so which then begs the question what's your decision on on what to review or not to review or what to look at how do you decide
1: oh man yeah so I still haven't figured the process out um <laughs> I mean you you know how you know how a, like a show or a movie or, will come out and um it'll be on your radar a little bit like you, you, you've heard of it and then you hear someone talk about it and then you hear another person talk about it, and then you hear another person talk about it in the, the span of a couple of days, and finally you're like, okay, I got to check this out. I don't know if I'm going to like it, but apparently a lot of people do. So that's one way sure. um, is that you know I'm I don't scroll through my feed too often, um, but when I do, if I see there's you know there's this book that just came out called The First Binding by R.R. Verdi, and it it everybody was talking about it for like two weeks and i just bought it i don't even i still don't know what it's about it's just on my shelf here but it was just kind of one of those things where you know it it, if something gets really saturated and everybody's really talking about something i'm I'm gonna check it out um because i mean it stands to reason that if a lot of people are talking about something it could or it could not be really good or it could or could not like it but it might be worth looking into you know sure i mean uh, the da vinci code is like in my opinion it's not a fantastic book but i mean it is a good read like it's a fun book to read and there's a reason why it was so popular you know even if you put the controversy of it to the side it's a really exciting book and so is angels and demons like and because i read the da vinci code uh i read angels and demons at a pretty young age and you know that was i wouldn't have read angels and demons if it wasn't for the da vinci code and all the hype that was around it so um it's a very loose process um Every now and then I go into a bookstore and if I judge books by their cover constantly, I, <laughs> I don't think that, I think that rule, I don't know where that came from. Like we're all judging books by their cover. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> it's, the only, it's happening. I, I'm sorry. If, if you don't think that's a thing, it's a thing. Uh, you know that as a publisher that um, yeah. book covers are really important. And uh, so yeah, so I'll just grab stuff every now and then, you know, um, I just kind of see something and it looks cool. And um, I, I hardly read the back of books. I've stopped doing that. I don't, I just like being surprised. You know, like I like trying to figure out what's going on. I still don't know exactly what Fairy Tale by Stephen King is about. I'm about 100 pages into it. And I like knowing, I, I like not knowing. I like being surprised and trying to work out exactly what's going on here. You know, what are they trying mm-hmm. to say? What's the, where's this going? What answer, what yeah. questions are going to be answered here? But yeah, I, I try not to turn it into this kind of chore where now I have to get to this or now I have to get to this. And if I don't get to this, everyone's going to be mad at me really I, I just, you know, I have had some comments where people are like, I thought you were reading this book. What happened? And it's just like, eh, I was gonna, but I changed my mind <laughs> because this is <laughs> yeah. still like my hobby and my passion. And, you know, I get, I still at the end of the day get to decide what I'm going to read. You know?
0: Yeah. Now, every now and then, you hear I've heard you comment how you got books sent to you by some publisher. Obviously, I, as Galaxy Press sent you books.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you, by
0: the way. That's different. Yeah, you're welcome. That's a different process than walking into a bookstore. And, and yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Um, that's that's a that's a whole different thing. I mean, people people send me. I get about like three or four emails a day sometimes of people that want me to read their books, and I I seriously I sincerely really want to read every single thing. I mean, um, like I said, I was in, I was in a band for a long time and we were trying so hard, man. We were trying, we wanted everyone to listen to our music and I would send, I would send stuff out to different periodicals uh, online. And I would just, I was just like this, this email that was just like, please, I think you'd really, really enjoy this. And I meant it. And I really, I was really proud of that mm. work. And then they would never even get back to me and never listen to it and never talk about it. And I would always think, why not? Like, why, it's really good, you know it's really good, and if you if you would just listen to it, you would know how good it was, and then I could get famous and everything would work out and it's like <laughs> i so i I feel you, I really do like i i and i as I've been doing this, I've figured out, oh, they had a hundred fifty emails in their inbox, and they didn't even they they might have not have even seen this, and if they did, they forgot about it immediately you know because Mm -hmm. they've got a million other things to think about and it's just i really wish that i could just freeze time and sit in this room and comb through everything and then make a thousand tiktok videos that are pushing out as many independent artists and authors as i can it's just like time is finite and it's Mm -hmm. really difficult to prioritize stuff and you know there is a certain amount of i want to support authors and i want to support like voices that might not have been heard because of the nature of the industry or whatever. And I'm trying, you know, but then like a new Stephen King book comes out and it's like, well, I'm still a (laughs) reader though. You know, it's like, I want to, I don't need to push a Stephen King book, you know, like I don't need to, he's doing fine. You know, Um, RF Kuang is doing fine. uh, But like Babel and Fairy Tale are two books that came out within the span of a couple weeks of each other. And I just, I had to read them because I really, really wanted to. Um, it just so happens that Babel had a really um, good message that I was working to understand and talk to other people about. And fairy tales very close to my heart because Stephen King is my favorite author, and you know it's. And I'm, I mean, I read like four or five books at a time as well. So right. uh, I'm also reading uh, "Dark Force Rising," which is the second book in the Thrawn trilogy by Timothy Zahn. It's a Star Wars book. It's really, really good. And reading books for the podcast. Yeah, I just saw too. this last
0: weekend at, and chatted with with uh, Timothy on what no weekend. way yeah. oh my
1: god that's so cool he's amazing yeah. he's a really good he writer is.
0: yes he just loves to write i've tried to get mine in the pocket he says no i just if i do a podcast it half a day is gone because I have to prepare for it then when i do it then i need to decompress from having done it so i just you know it's a, it's a half day of writing that i'm that i'm out if i do a podcast so i don't do podcasts anymore but he's such a nice man such a nice man
1: i really i um I, I admire him for taking up the Star Wars mantle in 1991. Oh, the pressure that that must have! T- oh my God, yeah. I can't imagine. And not not only that, but *Heir to the Empire* is such a fantastic book, and it, it feels like a it feels like watching an, a Star Wars movie that I had never seen before. And he did such a good job with it. I mean, um, I mean, in addition to the things that I choose to read in my spare time and that I really want to get to. I'm also running this podcast where we recap and discuss books at length. Mm-hmm. And so we do whole series. Um and so we do a book per episode. And so those are the kind of and this is kind of going back to one of your original questions. It's like those are kind of the books that even if I don't really like it, we're reading them, you know, because uh, yeah. we it's 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 content for people that are reading those books and do like them. So with those it's more you know, I'm reading it. I try to pick out the things that I think are good. I try to comment on the things that I don't like very much, and turn it into a, a long, cohesive, deep dive into that book. Um, right. So those are the ones that, like, they do feel a little bit like work, where I do need to read those books. They're, we are on a schedule, you know, much like yourself. You know, where if you've got an author coming on, you don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to just be like uh, skirt around the big elephant in the room, which is the book that they're trying to promote and you
0: didn't read it. And <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't want to do that. That's right. So now for an artist, any particular do's and don'ts you, have that you can recommend on someone starting social media, like just like, okay, I'm going to become an author and I'm, I have bought into this whole line that I need to be, active on social media
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, it is it is it's a new period now you do have the big five and it was almost big four but now it's back to being the big five Mm -hmm. and it's uh they you know you get into the machine that's fine but majority of of new books are not going through that machine they're going through indie press or through the self-publishing on uh, kdp so at that point having your own persona known by others is really important so what are some do's and don'ts that you could recommend on getting started up on social media?
1: Sure. I mean, with uh, with TikTok in particular, if you do want to start making some content on there, just have fun with it. I know that, that sounds so tired and so cliched, but really, I mean, like make whatever you feel like is funny or engaging or something that made you smile or laugh that day or post about your process or show people the room that you write in and you know maybe give some of your own advice and you know whatever thoughts that you've been having about this process that you've been so engaged with uh let them out a little bit and start co- uh, other conversations that lead to other conversations you know specifically i'd say like when you're making videos uh use subtitles absolutely use subtitles i see a lot of people that are just starting out on there that don't use subtitles and there are, there are people that are hard of hearing or that are that can't hear anything and you know they they need those subtitles they need to be on there for sure um make sure to participate in different conversations when you can so whether that's you know stitching another video or duetting someone else's work or just going into comment sections and giving your opinion or feedback or you know get involved in the conversations don't just drop videos and you know th- let people comment without you replying to anything or anything like that you know if you want to stay engaged, you know, because people do respond to you being engaged. They get, they respond to your excitement. They respond to your passion, you know, and you can let that shine through in all kinds of different ways. And, you know, it's a, it's a minute. You can do something cool in a minute, you know? <laughs> like, you, I mean, YouTube is like, you, you can go 10 minutes to two hours and you got to be engaging and edit everything out and, you know, have a lot of poignant, interesting things to say but with TikTok it's like you can think of something interesting in 30 seconds you know i believe in you
0: <laughs> now TikTok said they're they're going to be expanding the length um
1: yeah so like i can do 3 minute videos and i think that you can now do even longer yeah um i find that the the sweet spot seems to be something if you want if something really short usually does pretty okay so between like six and 12 seconds or something and i do find that the longer videos do okay too so you know if you're really trying to get in to something kind of more uh, like instructive or referential so if you're doing something for example like if you're a writer and you're saying these are my favorite um situations to write about you know like an interrogation scene or or something like that um you can let yourself get into a little bit more detail and that'll open up for more conversation as well um but like TikTok is a weird app because <laughs> you can just keep flipping through like the second something isn't interesting people are going to flip past it you know so um if you are going to so do for kind yourself of,
0: how long do you do your videos on I, ch-
1: I, I keep them about a minute um sometimes i'll go a little bit longer if it's like i just did a review for Babel and it was like a minute and 45 seconds or something because i had a lot to say about it and uh, i felt like that book um that book wasn't one of those books where i could just come on and say this is pretty good go check it out like there are things to talk about with babel yeah. uh, not that there aren't things to talk about with other books but just in particular with that one it was just it was a very clear message we all need to talk about it um but but with- you also
0: chop your video up too because i noticed that you do. you don't have like a stream of Mm-mm. like here's no. like you you say a few words and then boom and then another few words so you take away any any airspace
1: right i mean you don't want it to sound overly robotic and just have like zero f- you want you want a little fat on there right um yeah but i was just gonna say that yeah like take the time to edit your videos just it's it goes so such a long way to really edit things together so that it's like a nice cohesive you know there's always words being said put some music in there Put the subtitles in there put some, you know, text and images and things like that, and, like, keep it engaging, you know? Uh, it You know, I, not to sound too curmudgeon or anything, but, I mean, like, yeah, people's attention span is definitely waning lately, and uh, TikTok is, <laughs> I'd say, pretty it's partially <laughs> responsible for it. <laughs> but, I mean, um, you know, like, the obstacle is the way in a lot of cases, you know? I mean, um, you you can you can be upset about that or you can kind of like engage with how the platform works and you know uh once i started really realizing okay evan when you start the video with two or three seconds of silence no one's gonna watch it like why would they i mean there's right. like they're in a different headspace than you are when you're making it there are people on tiktok you know they're they're looking at TikTok between rounds of Call of Duty. They're looking at TikTok while they're on the phone with their parents or something. They're 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 not they're they're in a much more either distracted or aloof state than you are when you post the video. You know, so you need something that's gonna like really grab their attention and keep it. So good. Like, yeah, okay. watch watch drafts of your video, you know, try different stuff out. That's the coolest thing about TikTok that I've found is like you can just try stuff just try stuff out it's like i feel like instagram is very serious you know very instagram is very like this picture needs to look really good you know and that's fair yeah. because it that's just the nature of the app um but with tiktok it's like just yeah, just throw stuff at the wall you know like try try you know use different trending sounds duet people give your opinion on stuff don't don't be mean don't be a jerk or anything you don't have to um but yeah i mean if you think something's funny if you think something's interesting talk about it see what happens
0: okay great so now for people to find you then it's just it book reviews kill that's on tiktok facebook twitter instagram
1: yep and uh youtube uh we have the youtube channel is uh kind of the the baby right now um i'm trying to get everything uploaded on there i should have been doing it um this whole time but now i've got hours and hours of podcast episodes that i've been uploading yeah, like the podcast for sure. That's the that's something I'm really trying to push right now. It's doing pretty good. Uh, it popped off for sure. Um, it's a lot of work, but um, sure yeah, is. we've been a, we've been doing it for about nine months, and uh, we were already crossed a hundred episodes. So that's great. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're cruising right along. Um, I really enjoy doing it. It's really fun. Uh, we've got a Patreon and everything. It's all under book reviews kill. And uh, yeah, look out for books I'll be publishing in. The
0: future because
1: that's that's what all this is about too writing.
0: absolutely that's great so i definitely when that happens we'll uh we can have another chat oh i'd love that okay great and thank you for listening subscribe to the writers of the future podcast wherever you get your podcasts we've also been syndicated on the united public radio network where you can find these podcasts as well i also want to thank carnation for sponsoring the show carnation not only tastes good they have good taste Writers of the Future series can be purchased wherever books are sold in the US, Canada, the UK, Australia, and South Africa, and available everywhere else via Amazon.com. Writers and Illustrators of the Future are contests created by Elvin Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. Again, thank you very much, Evan.
1: My pleasure.